the solitary steep hill called Corona Heights was black as pitch and very silent, like the heart of the unknown. So I feel like maybe exploring literature is sort of like exploring the heart of the unknown, because that's what writers and artists are trying to do. They're exploring the heart of the unknown. And when we talk about their work, we're talking about the unknown. We're talking about those things that live, live in darkness. And we try and bring them to light. This episode of the View from Corona podcast is going to focus on the novel Revelator by Dale Gregory. Daryl's novel Revelator came out in 2021 from Alfred Knopf, which is an imprint of Random House. I wanted to start out with the publishing imprint because it speaks to something interesting about this book and about its ability to reach its ideal audience. Let me start by saying that Daryl Gregory is an amazing writer who has had seven novels and a collection of short stories come out since 2008. And he's a hard guy to pin down, bouncing around across the nooks and crannies of the literary and genre publishing landscape. He's always been a genre guy, though. He's one of us. He writes horror and science fiction and fantasy and writes about drugs and zombies and all the things that are hidden. His previous novel, Spoonbenders, also came out from Knopf which is a prestigious literary imprint from Random House. Knopf may publish the occasional piece of fantastical literature, like Spoonbenders, but its marketing and publicity efforts are towards a mainstream literary audience, the folks who listen to NPR and read books that are good for them. And the multi-generational family epic set in a recognizable Chicago and Chicago-area suburbs, Spoonbenders was probably a good fit for both Knopf and for those NPR listeners. His new novel, Revelator, is a book about dark elder gods. This this book is something else entirely. I mean, sure, those normies over in NPR land are reading Jeff Vandermeer now. They're getting a taste of the good stuff, the fantastic stuff. But man, Revelator is a different level entirely. It's the dark elder gods of Appalachia. It's the ugly hidden secrets of hill country in the Prohibition era. It's a mess of gender and race and religion all mixed up and distilled and bound to make those sorts of people, those non-genre readers, uncomfortable. And by which I mean this book pushed all my buttons exactly the right way. This novel, like Spoonbenders, is a novel about family. But it's significantly more focused. It's focused on Stella Wallace and her childhood and early adolescence in the Spoky Mountains of Tennessee in the 1930s and in the decades after. Among other things, Revelator is a story about trying to get away from one's family, but succeeding at this and failing all at the same time. Those ties that bind, they come for us when we least expect it. 
Stella has escaped the cult-like religion of her grandmother and her family, only to be swept back in in an effort to save the next generation. The story of Stella's escape from her family into a successful, though illegal, moonshining business could in and of itself have made a perfectly good mainstream literary novel. A story of a girl's journey to womanhood during a time when women and girls were firmly kept under patriarchal control. A story pushing against boundaries, both moral and legal. It's a pretty good story. But Daryl has bigger fish to fry. Big fish the size of dark elder gods that live under the mountain. Yep, I did that. I went there. <laughs> Sorry about that. I could not help myself. The family cult has had a matriarchal rule, but with the death of Stella's grandmother, Maudie, her brother, Maudie's brother, is trying to take control of the family religion. And the next generation of Revelator, a young girl named Sunny, is falling under his sway. The reveal of Stella's life and relationship to the Elder Gods is a slow reveal, interspersed with details about Madi and Sunny and the merry brand of old men who want to take control of the old-time religion and then turn it into some kind of money-making venture. There's a lot going on in this novel, a lot of mirroring, a lot of tragedies, and at their center is the creepy dark being that lives under the mountain. This novel is a horror novel, straight up. Maybe a horror novel with pretensions, but it is a horror novel in the tradition of Manly Wade Wellman's classic regional weird fiction. And it's a novel that may have came out about 30 seconds too early from exactly the wrong publisher. Because there is a micro-trend in the horror genre right now, going by the name Folk Horror. There's a wonderful documentary about folk horror in cinema, and I urge you to check that out. That documentary is called Woodlands Dark and Days Bewitched, A History of Folk Horror, and that came out in 2021. And while I've originally heard this term applied to cinematic horror, I've seen the term being applied in the literary genre circles as well. There have been a swath of anthologies exploring this niche already. The Mammoth Book of Folk Horror, edited by Stephen Jones. The Damnable Tales of Folk Horror Anthology, edited by Richard Wells. The Gathering of Dark, an anthology of folk horror by Tori Bovalino. Starving Grounds, Tales of Folk Horror by J. Alexander. And there were two volumes of The Fiends in the Furrows, edited by David T. Neal and Christine M. Scott, the first volume of which was published in 2018. And I think these editors were the first ones to plow these literary fields. You know it's a no-shit, legitimate subgenre if there's a mammoth book of big fat stories about it. And yes, a lot of these stories are being retroactively crammed in to this new box, this new shiny label that they're applying to things going all the way back to Algernon Blackwood and early weird fiction writers. 
but it's a fair way to reevaluate and find new common threads and trends in the fiction and stories that we like. Speaking of the fiction and stories that we like, I've also observed um, and read myself a number of novels that have played around with this setting, this setting of Prohibition-era America. One of these novels, Trouble the Saints, by Elia Don Johnson, won the World Fantasy Award in 2021. It was published by Tor. And though Johnson's novel focused much more of an urban setting, it did feature and play around with many of the same themes and concepts that Daryl Gregory is playing around with in Revelator. Another historical fantasy set in Prohibition-era America in the Midwest in an urban setting is Bindle Punk Bruja by Desdiria Mesa. This one is also playing around with issues of identity and of patriarchy and escaping, trying to escape from family and failing. And so I feel like Dale Gregory's Revelator has not had an opportunity to find its audience. I absolutely adored this novel for many different reasons. I think it has a wide, broad appeal, and I think it is very accessible. I think maybe being dressed up in a Knopf literary hardcover might be doing it a bit of an injustice. And if it was dressed up as the Lovecraft-adjacent, weird fiction-adjacent, southern gothic novel that it is southern horror novel that it is it might find a more receptive audience daryl's work is routinely recognized throughout the genre community but i was very disappointed that revelator failed to make the world fantasy award ballot this year it was certainly one of the favorite novels that I have read in 2022 and as I said it came out in 2021. I hope you will take an opportunity to try and track down a print copy or an ebook or an audiobook of Daryl Gregory's Revelator. I'll also be posting links to the various anthologies and other novels that I have mentioned during this podcast. And I will hopefully be talking to you soon about other books, about other hearts hidden away in darkness.